Well, then, I hear that God made no have all to be made up in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. First in the Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We are going to turn into the hands of our teaching for the day. She said she's going to give her hands. Ecclesiastes 3, 
1 through 15, then Luke 2, um, chapter 2, verses 39 through 52. Read and incorporate the insight gained from the background scripture into your study of the lesson. Amen? Amen. Um, um, first scripture we're going to read comes from Ecclesiastes. Um, I'm going to ring it down, y'all. We're so much that time. I'm going to ring it down on my phone. Um, so, Ecclesiastes um, 3, verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, in a time to every purpose under the heavens. Number 7, a time to win, a time to win, and a time to sow. And a time to keep silent and a time to speak. So at this time, um, as we know, Jesus, as I said earlier, was uh, on divine assignment. So he ended up in the temple. So it was basically his time as he was born at the age of 12. As, as the custom of the Jewish people, um, they prepared the 12-year-old to go into adulthood. So by the age of 13, it's time for them to get busy. It's time for them to start working and learning the custom, um, the Jewish way of how to become an adult. They have responsibilities. They have things that they have to do at the age of 13. So they're teaching them how to come into adulthood at the age of 13. So now Jesus was being prepared to become who he was. The Messiah was already born. The Messiah is already here. But now it's time for the Messiah to step on the scene. Amen. So now, so this is why I say it's a time to win and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak. So it was time Jesus was silent for a while. They didn't know of him. So now he was in a place speaking to, to the um scribes. The um, doctrines, the doctors, the, the, the people that study the um, scholars of theology of the um, law. Amen? Now, verse Luke. We're going into Luke chapter 2, verse 39. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned unto Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. Filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. We discussed that, that every year that they, they went up into Jerusalem, as a custom of the Jews, they have three times that they go up and they meet together. I believe it's the Passover, uh, Pentecost, and there's a third one. I gotta get. I gotta get back to you. It's three times that they custom that they go over and they have a fest. And this one right here is the Passover, which is also the uh, remembrance of them coming out of Egypt. Feast of the Eleven Bread. I believe this is the same thing, but they went into eight days, and so they changed from the Passover, so they changed to the uh, Feast of the Eleven Bread. But it's it's two more. It's two more. I have to get back to y'all on that, but I know it's two more. I know one is the Passover. One is Pentecost, and there's another one. There's another one. Also, oh, it's, it's the Feast of the Temple. Okay. It's why the temple, when they go up and they, and they, they fast because of how God walked with them, and then the temple, the things that they had lined up in the temple. Amen? Amen. Because we know there was no buildings back then. 
It was all about tents and temples, and they had to carry the glory of God. The glory of God was with them. Amen. Amen. So now this is one of the one of the feasts that they will will uh, go as a as they custom. So they went up, and Jesus was on the scene at the age of twelve. So now. So they was waiting, and his parents, you know, they had to do what they had to do. So now, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus carried uh, behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. So Jesus was lost for three days. <laughs> yes, sir. Jesus was lost for three days. Uh, according to his parents. Okay, all right. <laughs> the reason why what you just read is so profound is because they were walking. They didn't know the boy was gone. They didn't know the boy was gone. understanding. People look at him like he's too grown for him. No, he just knows stuff. 
He just had that wisdom that is given divinely to, to him by God. The devil tried to scare it out of him, tried to make him be scared of, at, at the nighttime. He sees stuff. He sees things that I don't see. He sees things that we don't see. Because he is divine sent, and he's, a, he's anointed to be a prophet. But yet he don't know his gift, and so I, I have to kind of keep a hold on him, even though the enemy trying to take it out of him. Okay. That's another story. Jesus Jesus got anointed, and then when he got anointed, he went straight to the wilderness. That's a whole other teach. Amen? So now, now Jesus is now, they, but they support, they, they supporting him to have been in the company with a day's journey, and they sought him amongst the kinfolks and the acquaintance. He wasn't there. Jesus wasn't with the folks. He won't with his cousins. He won't with his uncle. He won't with he won't with he won't with auntie. He won't with uncle. You know what I'm saying? He was back getting the knowledge that he needed to become the Jesus that he is. Amen. And then when they found him, not turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. So now they decided to go back. Now, oh Lord, where's Jesus? Where's my son? Where's my baby? Now she panicking. Oh Lord, where's my child? And I, I three days up. Where's my baby? Where is my baby? Because all they know, he's still a baby. He's still a young boy. He's 12 years old. And she know who he is. She know who he was sent and was put in her womb. But now, you know, she, she ain't looking at that. She ain't looking at him being no Messiah, the, the Jesus, the, the, the Almighty, the powerful. He, she ain't looking at the Lord alone. She looking at my child. Now, who done got my baby? Who got my, where is my baby? So now Mary is panicking. Joseph probably just like, calm down, baby. We, we gonna find him. Let's just backtrack. We gonna find Jesus. We gonna find him. We gonna find Emmanuel. Cause that's his name. Emmanuel. That's his natural name. Yes. So now, and it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. 20 years old got questions, big questions. They didn't understand. Why are you asking us these questions? What's going on with you? Who are you and where you come from? You sitting up here with us, and then we don't went to school for this. We 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 done got our certificates. We we don't walk across the stage. We done had to do hours and hours of study. We done had to do assignment up on assignment. And now you come in here and asking us questions, and then you go answer something. Who are you, twelve year old little boy? What you doing here? So there was a time. It's like, oh my goodness. It was an amazement. Like, I can't believe he answered, answered these questions. Anybody got anything before we go to the next one? Sister Vanetta? Right, okay. Go for it, Sister. Yvonne, if God has precious on Jesus Christ, he's the head of our life. I got three questions. Right? Okay. Please okay. ask one at a time. Yes, yes, yes. Please, okay. one at a time. Okay. okay. Let us keep this going. Question four. Question How timely was that Simon and Anna entered the temple when they did? What does this teach about God's timing? Okay, let's let's work on four. Uh, Amen. Did y'all hear that? How timely was it that Simon and Anna 
Because she basically asking about how timely was it that Simon and Anna entered the temple when they did? Question two. Question four, everybody, for those on Zoom. What does this teach about God's timing? God has a divine time for everything. Every place, everywhere. So why you being here today is a divine time by God. By us being back in the sanctuary is divine time by God. If I stepped out on that sidewalk, it was time for me to step on that sidewalk. Why? Because divine time. Catch, catch the internet for me. Um, I don't know what's going on. But um, yes, it was divine time. So when, 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 baby, when they saw Jesus, the Messiah. When they seen him, they didn't see him as a 12-year-old boy. They seen him as being the Savior and, the, and what the prophecy has been telling them. Because why? Anna was a prophetess. She already knew who he was. Simon was a prophetess. By prophet, he knew who the Messiah was. His, when they seen him, they already wanted to worship him. They laid hands on him. They went and they touched him. And they was like, oh, the Messiah. This is the Messiah. Because there's something about when you meet Jesus. Hallelujah. There's something that's going to leave down on the inside of you. Glory to God. Preach evangelist. When the Holy Ghost coming, you meet the Holy Ghost with the natural man. And the Holy Ghost get up on you. You can't do nothing but run up and say, Jesus, I know who you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He knew Jesus. They knew when they laid eyes on him. They knew it was the Messiah. Without no doubt, just like Mary and Elizabeth, when John the Baptist leaped in her belly, and the Holy Ghost jumped all over him. When you meet Jesus, when you meet him, you gonna know him. He's going to change your whole life. Oh, yeah, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Did you want to ask Evangelist? Hallelujah. I get caught up. Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let let me see what you got to say. One exception for you. 
What do you got to say, sister? Your last question. I wanted to answer that question. Come on. You got your hand up, Danielle? Come on. Uh, 
Well, based on how Jesus always tends to disappear in the Bible, I think they probably just using him taking off, going where he wants to go. They're like, oh, he'll be back. It is pretty soon. I mean, look what he did with the disciples. He would disappear, come back. Hallelujah. He was um, known to disappear and um, sneak away and spend time with his heavenly father. He wasn't just disappearing just to be disappearing. He was, he was, he actually had to get on the cross while he was still watching. Yeah, he passed and he went down the They probably chastised him. But at the same time, they said after he, they found him, he, he, they got back home as a child. He became, he wanted to answer when I was young. He got back home and he got wet. He got waxed. Strong, he got strong in the spirit, he got strong as growing. You know, when we spend time with God and as we set for God, I'm still talking about spending time with God. How all time that he will, he was, you will grow spiritually in God when you spend time with God. I'm a witness about that because the more time I spend with God, the more and the stronger I get, the more authority I am able to speak over whatever comes up on my family. I have the authority because I set with you. He said, draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. But if you set with me, I'm glory to God. If you set with God, and things begin to happen, things begin to move. So Jesus has always set with his father. That's why he walked in the authority that he walks in. Amen? The question for number five was, what might account for Mary and Joseph losing Jesus for three days? They was comfortable. Uh, missionary Howard said they were comfortable. They, they, they was like they was comfortable in their surrounding. And Danielle said they was, Jesus always was right now. <laughs> he was good. Yeah, just, I mean, just Think nowadays more than what he did nowadays. You they can't do like Jesus. They can't do like Jesus. Because half of these kids sit there and run off, run away, and do all this stuff. And like they said, like they said, they were, they weren't thinking nothing of it. So honestly, back in them days, too, they didn't get that one more time of things. Yeah. Because they felt anybody was okay anyway. But now, like they now. Mission, you know, it, it wasn't that he was being disobedient 
Well, when I, when I take off on Mondays, I hold my phone. Don't touch my phone. 
wife. Three months. Don't call me because I'm about my father's business. All week I'm about my father's business. And that's what Jesus was about. His father's business. You're on a mission when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are on a mission to invite people to the wedding feast. Why? Because Jesus is on his way back. Amen. Go ahead, our sister for the Question six. Question six. Why is growing in wisdom, statue, and favor with God and men a model a model for raising Okay, we'll be done. Okay. No, I'm going to go. Okay. Pastor Charles. 
daddy gonna get. That's how it was, you know. But thank God for now, see, you done rubbed off on them. We go from So just as soon as they do anything, they 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 go around, you know, do what they want to do. But just as soon as the mom come up, they like this. They they what now? Because they already know that your mom ain't gonna play. You know, but you know, but that's how it is. When it comes to the father, the father is the head of the house. Praise God. He ain't the boss, but he's the head, and God gave him a head. Praise God. And and these children today need their father. Praise God. They need it. They need the father in their life. And I'm not saying oh, it, it's always the, the dad's fault all the time. Cause we, but sometimes these women will sit there and use these kids. You ain't standing. You ain't on seat. Yeah, they you ain't still. All because it ain't got nothing to do with the money. It's the time. If the father wants to spend time, let them do it. Praise God. Because there ain't nowhere in the world. Woo! Because grandma's, I'm a grandma myself. Grandma ain't even spending all the time with the grandkids all the time. So yeah, let them daddy spend time with their kids. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. We're going to wrap it up. So I'm going to read um, the student response. Sister Shay, you know, it's over for you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you hollering. It's, I'm about to mute the whole tune. <laughs> we love you. We get ready to go into words, but I got two more responses. I, I, I can't let you answer because it's 11 o'clock and we're well over our time. So I got two things to read, and then we're going to turn it over to our superintendent of Sunday school, and then we're going to go into uh, furthering other service. Amen? Amen. Students respond. Students will consider time when they dealt with the unexpected, when you deal with the unexpected. Mary and Joseph were living there, lives when one day God sent an angel and changed everything. While we while we, while we will not have such a dramatic experience as this, there has probably been something redirecting in life. Spend time this week reflecting on how God has redirected your life. Consider your response to the change. Was it one of joy, worship, and obedience? And, and obedience and hindsight. What charity do you know have? What these are questions. They there there may be ways that God is promoting your heart now. Journal, pray, and discuss it with someone uh, with godly wisdom who will encourage and counsel you. Then choose obedience. Amen. Uh, we're gonna dig a little deeper because I like what they said about the, um, digging a little deeper. Um, the account of Anna and the widow, the widow prophetess who sees the baby Jesus only appears in the Gospel of Luke. Luke, the physician, records more episodes of women than any of the Gospel writers. In Luke's Gospel, the word woman occurs 40, 43 times. In Matthew, women occur uh, 30 times. In both Mark and John, it appears 19 times. Luke honor women and give them a place in the biblical history for a con uh, for a continued discussion. Read the significance of women in the gospel. Women has always been a good 
A good, 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 good motivator has always been the backbone, even in Jesus' ministry as he came, as he got older. We got to remember that the women hold a lot of weight. Jesus picked the woman, God picked the woman to bring Jesus in, the Messiah in. So let's re recognize that he had the wisdom, because we've been walking in wisdom, he had his father wisdom. Although naturally he had to grow, but supernaturally he had a divine wisdom from on high. If we sat with God and be with God, seek God, he will give us a divine revelation, he will give us divine understanding that we may walk in divine wisdom. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Father, we thank you for this offering, oh God. We thank you. And we ask that you bless it, oh God, purified, and let it come back to us a hundredfold. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes, Yes, sir. 
13 and 14. And also, well, actually, you could go from Judges 13 to Judges 22. But I'm going to sum it up a little bit so that I can get into the meat of this. Um, so this goes back to Gideon. Gideon was the son of Josh, who is who was an Israelite. Um, this was a time when is the Israels were not sure of themselves. They they needed a leader. They always wanted a leader. So God sent many. Some they paid no attention to, and others they followed. Well, those that they followed, if they died, they would give up the word. They would give up their God. He united them with different tribes. He did not unite them with the tribes because he didn't want them together. He united them with the tribes because he wanted them to show others the real and true God. But instead of them showing because they knew their ancestors had gone through so much, why would you denounce them? But they, they knew who the true God was. They got in trouble time after time after time. Every time a leader that God sent to them would die, they would go back and worship and honor the idols and the things of those people's tribes that they were in. So at this point in time, God chose Gideon. And he chose Gideon because he was a man of courage. He was also an ancestor of the Israelites. Those were his people. He got to see his father, and he got to hear the stories from his father and his father's father. So he knew, and he was the one of the many, few men that chose not to do as the other people were doing. He chose not to worship other people's idols. So he chose Gideon for this mission. This time, they had been in captivity, I believe, for 80 years. 80 years because they chose not the real God, the true God, the living God. So Gideon needed God to show him. He sent him an angel. He said the word of God says, go and lead the people. I'm going to allow you to take over, to take over the Midianites. So he said, well, if you really are the angel sent by the Lord, show me something. I need to know for sure, for sure who you are. Who you are. Amen. I was Gideon a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah, I said, show me. Tell me what you want me to do and show me. So, he gave him, he sent him down. He said, go down in it, go down in the camp. So many of the enemies there, you can't even count. You can't even begin to separate them from the saints. So many are there. But he overheard a conversation between one of the soldiers talking to another man. He said, I had a dream. And all our things is going to happen to us. We're going to be overturned. The soldier said, this must be Gideon. The sword of Gideon is coming to overturn us. He heard that. He was confirmed. It was confirmed that the Lord, the angel sent was from the Lord. So he went on and he did all of the things he needed to do. He started with 22,000 men. God broke those down. Then 
he broke down more. He took the last 300 that he broke down. He said, now, these are not the 100 that's going to go into the battle with you. You got 100 that's going to go into the battle with you. The other 300, he separated three different groups. He brought them equipment. God said it, the empty jar, the lantern, the trumpets, and go. You will march around this camp. So they marched around the camp. He said, you should do what I do. When I say break the jar, we break the jar. When I say put the lantern up in your left hand and the trumpet in your right hand, that's what we all do. And they're, st they're standing around this camp now. So they're doing these things. In these things was a process. It was the process to get the victory. So he said, I, I, I say, blow the trumpet. God start blowing the trumpet. So as they walked around, now here's where my message comes from. That was the process to get to the victory. So as they did these things, God is so awesome. So we we have we have angels that are waiting, waiting, they're waiting for us to say, I charge you to go. I charge you to come. We need more. We need more. And I tell you, they're gonna come. I tell you, they're gonna go. I tell you, as long as you it's with the Lord, with our God, they're going to do the things that God knows you need them to do. So as they begin to do this process, God sent the angels to fight the warfare for them. The war was already won. When he went, as he was told, he did the process as he was told. So as he did that, the men in this camp, they turned and fought each other. They killing up each other. You didn't have to even go down there and do nothing. <coughs> so then they blew the trumpets again. This time, they said, just walk down in the camp. They started walking down in the camp, and the rest of the people that was left started leaving the camp. They went far, far away. And as they went to the only pathway God had given them, the other men, the others, the others that thought they wasn't going to have nothing to do. He said, I tell y'all, come on down out the mountains. They go stand in front of them. They can't come back. This is our land. My process that was given to me for Mr. Colbert, I'm going to show his face. Show his head. He's a serpent. He's a serpent. And I tell you, he came to the wrong house. Come on, that's right. He know who house he was in. Right. But I'm here to tell him he's still messing with the wrong family. Because right, I'm going to blow my trumpet. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey. I'm going to blow it and I'm going to stand on it. So, this is where God gave me. He said, Your worship will continue. Your worship and your praise. I will send the angels. You just worship and praise me. Lift up your voice. Continue to lift up your voice. I don't lift up my voice because I want to be heard. I lift up my voice because I love my Father, God in heaven. I love my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
he don't do nothing else for me. He's done more than enough. I have a mansion waiting in, in the kingdom of heaven. Right, with my name on it. And all of God speaks to God. Well, Jesus said, if it was not so, I, would, I wouldn't have told you. I wouldn't have told you that anything happened. But in your song, in your singing, we, we do more than just singing. It's more to it. And if you don't know it, let me help you. I, I, I was given this job. I was called for this purpose. <laughs> yeah. So as we lift our voices in worship, people sometimes think that we're just singing a song. Well, a song and music came from God. He created it. The angels are there singing and praising and worshiping him now. So as we begin here in these little vessels that we call bodies, we have to step out of the natural man and allow the spiritual man to connect with the Holy Spirit. Allow the spiritual man in the midst of that song, in the midst of that worship, to join them, to join others that are here. And, and I, I, I say this so, this was such a lesson for me because I don't always connect when I get a word off of television or off the phone. I'm so old age in this body. I'm just, that's just, you, because, and I'm going to tell you guys, the reason I think that I am that way is because I've been using the spiritual cellular phone just about all my life. So it's kind of hard to say, but so I continue to use my spiritual phone. But I, what I need to know is somebody okay, he'll send them to me. When I need to know what's going on someplace, he'll send me. When I come in contact with people that need that special love, that need to know that God is real and that my love for them is genuine, he'll give me something and I'll go back in time and know where they've been and what it is they need. And that's what I'm here to do. And I will worship and praise him. Huh. Yeah. See, when I get to heaven, I don't have to stop. It's hard sometimes down here to stop worshiping and praising. The song just rings in my heart. You know, it's kind of hard sometimes to stop. But I tell you, if you're not tapping in to the things you need when you are in worship and praise, get there. Get there. Because that is some awesome stuff. I got up off my bed as the Spirit led me to. And he gave me a song. That was that song for that season. I even downloaded it. But I asked God, is that what you want me to do? That's not the song for us today. That's not the song for us today. That was the song for that situation. And I sang that song, and the spirit said, COVID is gone. You guys know we was waiting on Uncle's second test before they had told us that he even had a first test. But you know what? I said, I already got the test, so I don't need nothing from y'all. And they wonder, what? what is she talking about? I said, well, when I walk in and he gives me something and I give it to the doctors and tell them, no, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. First thing they say, are you a doctor? Are you? Uh, 
there? I said, no, I'm just not with the boots. Leave it back. Leave it back. But this is one of my stepping stones. And this is why I know that I know. Because a part of me, Pastor, really wanted to walk away from the Ministry of Music for the District. But he said no. He said no. So I'm going to take a different stand and a different approach this year. And oh yeah. Those that, that know this. I know, I know, I know everything's gonna stand here. But you know, sometimes you get a little discouraged. But we better stand still before the stand still yep. again. Alright, alright. You know what I mean? And I'm steady reaching out, I'm steady reaching out, and when I can speak, nobody reaches out. But I'm okay. Because he told me that I'm okay. He showed me that when I sing and the trumpet sounds through my voice in worship, that's for a reason. That's for somebody. That's for somebody. You know, he, he let me know that this is one of your many gifts. But I, I want you to teach others because sometimes people think that music isn't important, but it's got to be important. He created it, and he said at one time, the, the angel that he gave charge over the music was the most beautiful thing he had ever created. All right. And guess what? Music didn't become any lesser beautiful. The angel that was there decided he didn't want that place. So he stepped down, all the way down to the pits of hell. You understand? So, no, not this music. Not the love that I feel, not the motion that I feel, not the presence of the Holy Spirit. None of that will be moved. That is my message for us to continue in praise and worship. To feel the presence of God, our Father. To praise our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit which guides us. And we do have charge. The angels say, get up. Tell the man, get up. Don't worship me. I'm here to serve you on behalf of my father. So I, I'm going to say you all take charge and know if, if it's powerful enough that they sing and blow the trumpets and walk around a whole nation, probably it was more than one drive. So I'm going to say it was quite a few drives up in there. And they, they didn't have to fight. They didn't even have to fight. He sent the angels to take care of that. So just know you have power in your voice. I don't care if you can't hold the tune or harmony. It is the process. It is the process. It is the process in the name of Jesus. It is the process. And on that note, I'm going to ask that you guys join me.
you know, it is a process. Yes. And it's kind of like, I get on my knees and I pray. And I say, God, I need you or they need you. They need you. All right. Hallelujah. We 
We got people. The reason why they didn't want to come, and I told them if they're uncomfortable, they didn't have to come. Right. We got a bunch out because of that. So, but that's they got to do what they got to do. They got. I'm not the judge of nobody. Faith, we ain't doing that. Right. You, whatever your comfort zone is, that's what you do. All right, but long as on my watch, I'm watching carefully and I'm praying carefully that everything gonna be alright. I'm believing that, so I'm conducting myself in that manner with y'all lives. I'm not. Let me tell y'all something. That's a it's, it's a foolish thing that the president will say about a virus that's out of control. Oh, we are, we got it under control. It's all right. They don't have nothing. I'll come to you so I can take one minute. I'm going to preach to you. I want to just tell you, can you come up here and read something for me? Absolutely. Come up here and read something for me. Take the mask off so you can read the book for me. Read each day I'm going to sit. Start again. Good morning, everybody. 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 The COVID-19 case as of June 24, 432. June 25th, 464. June 26th, oh my God, 502, I mean 520. June 27th, 539. June 28th, 457. June 29th, 315. June 30th. Six hundred and one, July the first, five hundred and forty, July second, five hundred and thirty-seven, July third, five hundred and seventy-nine, July fourth, seven hundred and thirty-eight, July fifth, five hundred and twenty-two. July six, four hundred and eighty-four. July seven, four hundred and ninety-five. July eight, five hundred and ninety-eight. July nine, seven hundred and fifty-four. July ten, eight hundred and forty-five. July eleven, nine hundred and twenty-six. And in total, oh my God, 1,346,016 days. This breaks the record for the Black Plague. Do your research. And that killed over a million and something. We thank the Lord. So I don't want y'all to think, Pastor, watch me, number. Yeah, I'm watching the I'm not a scientist, and I'm not going to buck against the scientists and say it ain't what it is. President is foolish, and the West Coast is raging in the West Coast. But we good here if the numbers are steady, edging up. So we watching to see what the mayor and them and what they're going to do. They stopped phase four as the last week. But those of you I love that don't watch, keep up with the news. I pray for y'all. You better call and I'll let you know what's going on. I keep up with it all for one reason. If I'm gonna be a leader of the church, I need to know what's going on around us. Period. Amen. I love y'all. That's the numbers. Ain't changing. Y'all keep praying. I'm praying they go down. 
It's day four. That's what we're doing. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord. Let's get it. Go ahead, brother. I'm done now. I appreciate y'all. I agree with that. And I keep on saying it too. Amen. Because they're talking about they don't like the way it's going up. And what he thought they might be shutting everything down. So we're watching that. We're watching out for you. Because we love you. We're watching out. And the people that's on Zoom, y'all learn Zoom also. Y'all learn it. Just because they said, and they actually are prophesying, and they don't even know it over the city. Yeah. They are prophesying when they say what they say. How bad it is, the wrongness, and all that. Y'all just stay tuned. I just want to make sure that we be safe coming to this place. To come here and worship and to go back home without worrying about catching the virus. Amen. Don't like me. I got to get an account for it. And believe me, I'm going to get an account for it. Let's stand for a moment before I'm going to the message of Father, we thank you for the ears and heard the heart and the seed. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you like you have blessed us, brought us back into the house of the Lord, how you kept us all safe. How you kept us all from any hurt, hurt, and danger. How you just decided to wake us up and we may be on the wake-up list this morning. God, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Now, bless your word. Don't let no first glory in your sight. For God, feed us till we walk no more. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bless those that are watching. Bless them in a special way. Bless the word that you may go out and come back down, boy. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm, I'm not going to be real long, but I want you to know that as I was thinking about Uncle, I knew that he was coming. How God did a miracle for him. Amen. In all honesty, the Howard family, I got a lot of respect for the Howard family. But I want y'all to know when I, had, when I heard Uncle had the virus, I started planning to preach a message. I really did. I said, I better, I better prepare. That's just, I just have to prepare for the people. And I, I went home and I said, with underlying health conditions, most people don't make it out. That's why I understand. Y'all have to understand some of them that just not coming. And this missionary, uh, she, she, her husband has a heart condition. So she ain't coming trying to take nothing back to her husband. And wow. I, I understand that. She do what you do. You know, as I said, my wife, I protect my wife. You got to be responsible to come back out into the house of the Lord. And when you do, that's fine. If you don't, learn Zoom. We're going to be working for both of us. Oh, my daughter done created a podcast. Give me a hand for it. For that girl, she knows her stuff. She created us a podcast. Can we get any money on that? Oh. That's just called the Oh, we got to set it up. All right. Amen. We thank the Lord. We thank the Lord for Sister Connie's son coming in. Amen. Malik. And Malik's sister, y'all know our other daughter is in the hospital with the virus, but God is bringing her out. Amen. Man, God is so good. He blessed her. Oh, man, he blessing her. It won't be long before she's going to be coming home. Boy, we was praying. 
Just like um, we went to prayer with um, we were praying. I'm like, oh Lord, you had he had just went back again. But look at God. Leek said to me day before yesterday, look what God done for my granddad. I know if he does it for him, he gonna do it for Shane. Hey, come on, we got some praise. He did it, he did it, he did it again, he did it again. He did it again. We thank the Lord. You see our brother Thomas, who we love so dear. We need you to keep that going. 11 o'clock next week. Push your way out. Okay, what you doing? What happened to me? Push your way in. Amen. All right, we thank the Lord. We thank the Lord for jumping the bag. You got the temperature gauge and we got gloves. I mean, we got a mask. We prepared. We got sanitation. But I want to see y'all live. And, and the reason why I had Daniel reach all that, that's how many people got affected in 13 days. So you can imagine up on top of what we already had, y'all. See, that's what I'm looking at. Some people, I don't look at that. You don't worry about that. You ain't no pastor. You let me look at You let me look at the numbers. You let me get a discern in my spirit which way to go. I don't need you to tell me. Because I'm watching. Believe me, I'm watching. We just not open And we open slow. And I want y'all to prepare. Because the city shut down again, and they're talking about September, especially. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that was just in one yesterday. They had ten thousand every day. And what's going on with it, with, with it raging in the West? The scientist says coming is going is going to make its way back, like in oh, September, yeah. with, with the flu. That's that's what the scientist. So I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm seeing. Seeing what to do. And I tell you, if they start school, soon as soon as they get in school and one catches, it's gonna be like wildfire. Sure will. Just, that, that, I worked around the kids for many years. If one catch it, better look out. Because there's another tool yeah. coming. Within days. So I've been there too. So let's just stay prayerful and let's just thank God for our life that God gonna bring us through this uh coronas, this pandemic. We're gonna be able to live to tell our grandkids. Great, great, great kids, what we live with. Let's go to the word. I'm, look, I'm looking at 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 and 10. Boy, this, this, this Thessalonians is good, it's good, it's good, y'all. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 and 10. I told y'all we've been going, we've been dissecting chapter by chapter. Everybody about there? For God has not appointed. For God has not appointed us, meaning me and you, to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, can you imagine that God has already appointed us sitting in here, our destiny for salvation and not for the wrath to come? When I was listening to that missionary Howard, I've been new in my spirit that she was born to praise. I've been new from the time I met her. The discernment came to me. She was born to praise. She can't stop. That's what she was born for. She was born to be a praise. 
And we thank God he was appointed. We were appointed to different things that we're doing now. For God has not appointed us to wrath. We don't have to worry about the hellfire. We don't have to worry about the wrath when, when, he, when he poured on the world and, and, and all the rich men uh, go hide behind rocks. They said, tell the rocks to hide me from his face. But to a, he, 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 he thought about us and gave us salvation. Gave us Jesus Christ who died for us. That whether we be wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And that, and that is the whole thing, whether dead or alive, we're going to be living together with him. That, that's what Jesus was talking about when he said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead. He that believeth on me, though he were dead. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And if you live and believe in me, you'll never die. Touch your neighbor and say, we're not going to die. You ain't got nobody next to you. Just, just prophesy. We're not going to die. I'm never going to die. I'm going to always live for Jesus and with Jesus. And whether you know in this body or in my new body, I'm going to be living with him. So, as Paul said, whether we wake or sleep, we are living together with him in one form or the other. In the body or in my new one, I won't die. I will be living together with him. Brother, comfort yourself together. Here's the church. First Thessalonians 5 and 1. Here's what we should be doing. Wherefore, comfort yourself together. Everybody, build up one another, even as you do. Listen, he wants us to be, listen, it, it, it will hurt you to, a superintendent Sunday school, you know, on this morning, when you got up on the you were right on the you were good. A missionary house, when you brought that first word, the Lord brought you through. Ain't no eyes in that, but missionary house, when you brought that word this morning, the Lord brought you through. That word was good. It was good. Jeff, we appreciate you, but when you come in and you sit back there and listen and you watch that door, man, come thank the Lord for you. Come on now. We should have a negative word to say to each other about nothing. That's true. Yeah, you will have petty scriptures with each other, but you brush it off and you let it go. You don't go, you know, I tried to get you to pass it, speak to him. He acted like he didn't want to speak to me. What are you talking about? I know you're trying to speak to me. She leave all that petty dead stuff alone. It's petty. Always be telling one another and everybody lifting one another up. Hallelujah. Blake, I thank you, man. You've been so good. The Lord has blessed you, man. Man, the Lord brought you out of places that other people he don't bring out like he do here. Man, you, you know, you've been blessed, man. We're supposed to be building up one another instead of shooting one another down like a dog in the street. Or like the police and killing the Black Lives Matter. Hallelujah. We're supposed to build each other up. Oh, you found this garage? Yes, sir. Ooh, you caught that Sunday school this morning? The Lord bless you. That Sunday school was good this morning. Talking about 
Jesus, even went back to him to the boy, he was 20 years old. I mean, we never, um, you know, and if we didn't know it, we heard it today, man, this guy, he left his mother and father. This dude, he went and started sitting with teachers and, and, and all these professors and started teaching to them the gospel. And they were wondering, where did this boy come from? They was astonished. The Lord is using us now to fish. So we should be building up one another in Christ, encouraging one another in the Lord. And we beseech you, the scripture brothers, to know that we know them which labor amongst you and are over you in the Lord and it's admonish them. Know them that labor amongst you. I know you. I'm not going to have nobody come and get over you who I don't know. Why would I do that? Know them that labor with you. I know the evangelists. I know the missionaries. I know the deacons. I know the preachers. I know the brothers. I didn't say I just met them. I know them. And when you know them, you know something about them. You got to know about how their life is going by the conversation that they're having with you. Yes, sure. I believe in God. Yes, my star, I was an atheist for real. I, did, I would cuss you out talking about who? Who is he? But the same God that had mercy to save me and to bring me over to a great gospel, who could do that? For Jeffrey Cole, who was a crook from the penitentiary to the Marine Corps to the fighting land in the streets, shooting at people in the streets, gathering all night long, after hours, cocaine, champagne, you name it, he did it. One pill and a drill. <laughs> Know them that labor amongst you. And I owe you the Lord admonish you. Admonish you. You should know that I'm striving to live right. You should. And if you see any other thing, because let me tell you something. You can't hide from God. And listen, y'all. I love y'all. I love my wife. I, I love God more than anything. If I'm gonna go out and cheat and hide, I might as well just do it over. There you go. Y'all think I'm playing? I'll just know. do it in the open. And when I see y'all, say, "What you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing to me." Don't tell. Don't tell me. I got two, three of them now. That ain't gonna never. I'm, I'm, I'm making a point to y'all. Y'all should know y'all leader. Y'all should know just about what he's right. doing, what he won't do. I work too good to me. But you have to be careful in the gospel because you're open for anything, especially whatever you delight. Sooner or later, they're going to bring it back to you. It's right. always going to make it ground back to you. Yeah. Whatever you like doing the most is coming back to you. You better be prepared to stand. And I mean, stand. Oh, you're done. Stand. Know them that labor amongst you. That's true. 
admonish them in the Lord. So those that God has chosen to have the oversight of the body of Christ to minister to them and admonish them in the truth of, of, of God, Paul said, listen, y'all. Hallelujah. I know that y'all may not like some of the decisions I make, but I want y'all to know I'm doing my best to make the right one. I love all y'all. And sometimes you, why, why, why you do that? I tossed the turn all last night. Just for coming back in here. The numbers I had just, you know, laying down and ministering over the ministering to me. And he came to me, he said, come back. Woke up this morning, that's all I woke up with. I knew what he wanted me to do. I was the wrong ass name minister. I was looking at different situations. Well, he took me back some things in my life that I knew I had forgot about. It. Just lay on there. Sometimes, don't y'all get the Lord bring stuff back to y'all? And, and he showed. But the thing he was showing me was how he had brought me out of all of it. I said, wow. I mean, always when I was in the world, man, in the gambling house, I said, wow, God. He took me back to what I was shooting at folk. I said, and, and, and he did brought, he said, who wouldn't serve a God like that? And esteem the very highly. I don't want you to honor me like I'm God, but just respect me like I'm going to respect you. And esteem them very highly in the Lord and the love for their work's sake. And be at peace amongst yourself. Don't always be in something with somebody. Let me tell you something. When I see peace is not going to be, I get away from it. I don't have time to waste. I don't have time for you to bring me a conversation about another pastor, about, about nobody. I don't want to hear about Bishop Daniel. I wasn't there. I don't want to hear about none of the stuff. I don't want to hear. I'm living a peaceful life. Don't bring it to me. If you don't let people bring garbage to your door like you're garbage can, they're quick. I've been doing Pastor Strong over 37 years when I first got saved. I ain't never had a bad word with him. Never heard a bad thing about him. He always been a good man, as I know. And that's all I need to know. Listen, and don't y'all be busybodies. Stop the busy. Let me, let me tell you something. You can stop a ninja in their tracks. Why are you bringing to me about Sister Doodle? My life has came, my life is at the stage now, as turning 62 tomorrow, is at the stage now, I'm keeping peace. I'm keeping peace every day. If I don't seek peace, the Bible says seek peace in pursuit. I pursue peace. I fight for my peace. Don't come to take my peace. We're going to get a fight for my peace. So if you hear anything out there about me, I'm going to tell you, just let the lie fly. Don't worry about that. It's going to fly. That's fine. Especially when you know it ain't the truth. So we need to be at peace amongst ourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Uh-oh. Listen on in 15, 13, and 14. Warn them that are unruly. 
Man 13. Man 13. Warn them that are unruly. Warn the church. This is the lowest church, first of all. It's not mine. The Lord just put me over it until he come again. So for those who act unruly, we have a good group in here, y'all. The people that we have that go here to Jesus the way, they are some good people. Now we have had people that came in and far along with us and they did what they had to do. They, they went on. So, you know, sometimes I regret that that happens because that person never gave us a chance to really find out about Jesus the way spirit of the people. Now, you you know me, Veronica. Everybody in this room know me, right? Yes, sir. Well, I'm talking about one. Okay. So that means sometimes I can do things and it won't offend you because you know that I'm not trying to do that. Yes, sir. You mean We we was having a Zoom this morning. We had it down there on the floor. I had one in the back, and when I came in here, I heard you say, Shay's trying to talk. Yeah. And I got up, I said, hey, hey, wait, uh-uh. She on Zoom. You stay on Zoom. <laughs> but see, they, they, y'all know me. Yes. And y'all see me sitting there, oh, no, let that go. I just want to think of her, but anyway, let her talk, let her talk now. <laughs> she know me too. Yes, so you got to know your leader. I don't get it and preach on you. I don't do that. I don't preach something to you because I was, you know, like, like I'm beating you up. I don't use this pulpit as a battleground. I was taught that earlier. This ain't, this ain't for that. Okay, so he's, he's, he's telling us here, warn those that are unruly. If they're unruly, warn them. Person that's going five and fourteen, I'm almost through. You see a person that is not living right, warn him. Uh oh. Oh, see, we thought it was somebody just was going off. If you know they ain't living right, you don't get into their life, but you tell them with no disrespect. Bruh, you got to make it straight now. You're going to mess with all women. Oh, we got slick women now. I don't know if y'all know, we're in a whole new different time. We're in 2020. Well, I heard, I heard some of the women say, I'm a plant. I'm a plant. I got me a sugar daddy. Boy, you know, I just said, I, I want to say, what you thought I was a hook or something out there? I'm just listening to your conversation. Warn them. It's all right that they struggle, but don't make that struggle a part-time struggle. Don't make it a part of your salvation constantly. Whatever you deal with this year, next year, it should be gone. That's been no time. I'd have got it together. Well, all the things that I've been in my life are gone now. I'm up to a very new point now in my life. I realize whatever I do even now, if I make a mistake, that Jesus died for my sin. He died for my past, present, and my future. So it's already under the blood when I do it. I just can't keep doing it. I'm gonna keep it real. Sometimes we're almost cussing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. And my wife, when she really, 
when I pick up that phone and get one of them, one of them people, you know, I pick up the phone and they do start talking. And I said, man, you don't know why you call me my first name. You nigga, go out. My wife, come on, call me. No, come on, call me nothing. That's what he called me. I went off. God forgave me. Y'all have to protect your truth. You know, truth of all the truth. See, person that is not living right warned him. God called his secret to warn him. He told him the importance of his ministry of warning those unrighteous people and those righteous who had turned on their righteousness. People to change. You got to say, look, no, baby. Don't do it that way. I met a young girl in Walmart. Girl, close. I met a young girl in Walmart. She had about four or five kids. And I was going to pick up some cash. And I'm looking at her. And I said, hey, sister, how you doing? God bless you. She said to me, God ain't blessing me. I said, what are you talking about? I said, you here? She said, I got five kids, and my husband, uh, he done left me. I said, so you going to put all that on the back? And I took her number. And she asked me to call her husband, and I got his number. And I called him. He wasn't trying to hear what I had to say. I said, man, speak your wife. You know what he told me? He said, but Pastor, you don't understand. I'm a man. She won't let me be a man. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I got done talking to him. And I called her back. And I told her. She looked and said, You don't let him get paid. Flying off. Oh, Lord. And I said, God, I want you to know I did my best to try to help That's what you asked me to do. Okay. I want y'all to know when I went back in there, the girl that she didn't even know me. <laughs> to, this, to this day, when I'm going there to pick up money, if she see me, you know what she do? You just told her the truth. You just told her the truth. They don't like the truth. You got to be a woman. I was trying to let her know that that wasn't God doing that to her. Right, right. I was telling her the truth. Trying to get to the bottom because she's sitting there making accusations against the most high God, like she made that's a dangerous situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We thank the Lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna live to continue on. Uh, we thank the Lord. I'm one of my pastors strong to come out and have words and dismiss her. Get done. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, come on, let's celebrate the man of God. Amen. 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 Amen.
thank you, Father, for the man of God. Thank you, God. In fact, I just heard him say tomorrow is his birthday. So come on, let's celebrate the man of God. Y'all real quiet over here. Y'all in y'all own little world right there. I want y'all to come on get with me. Stop doing what you're doing and do what we're doing. We celebrate the man of God. Come on, y'all ain't getting with me yet. I'm waiting on you to celebrate your past. Amen. I'll have a seat just one second. And we're going to do as we have been asked to do. I call it an honor and a privilege to be able to stand before you in the house of the Lord. There was a time when we perhaps have taken this for granted. I can't hear nobody. Amen. I said there was a time when we perhaps took this for granted. Who would have thought that it would come a day in America when we, the worshipers, would not be able or allowed to come into the house of worship? With constrictions and restrictions, confinements and binds. Hallelujah. And I want, I am one who believes that you, as an individual, have to make up your mind what you're going to do. Are y'all with me? Don't let nobody box you in. Are y'all with me? Don't let nobody push their faith on you. And most certainly, don't let them put their doubt on you. They fear and unbelief. And we are people of God. And can I tell you something? God got you. God got you. <laughs> You ought to look at somebody and tell them, God got you. God got you, Pastor. We are people of peace, bro, Pastor. We are people of peace. We are peacemakers. We are peacekeepers. We keep the peace. Sometimes to keep the peace, you got to hush. Sometimes you have to be absolutely quiet. But then there are times when you got to put the devil in his place. You done stepped over all and beyond your waters, brother. You done said too much. Shut it down. I love what you said, brother Pastor. Let the lie fly. I love it. Amen. I am so thankful for the word. I thank God for the opportunity to worship my God. I love the Lord, don't you? I love God, don't you? I love him with all that I have. And I'm learning. I'm praying, Lord, give me more grace so I can love you more. So I can give you more. Because I owe you everything. I owe you my all. I owe you my life. I owe you every breath I breathe. Every step I take. Every move I make. I belong to God. And I promise you, God takes care of his. He takes care of his own. Amen. I love the Lord and I love you. I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. And the best way you can do what you do. Whatever you do, don't stop faith. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, don't stop trusting. 
we're going to face some dark days in here. But know that God is with you. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. Don't make no difference what the world may say or do. Know that God got you. He used to sing a song. He's on my right. He's on my left. My front. He's on my back. He's under me. He's over me. But mostly, he's living down inside. <laughs> and knowing that, how can you lose? How in the world could we lose when we got caught? Anybody got God? I'm just talking about what you say in front of folks. I mean, for real, for real. Not just up in here. But when you walk out those doors, God is going with you. When you go all down the street, God is with you. When you're in the house, God is with you. On your job, in the school, wherever you go, in the mall, God is with me. And I'm going to my seat. I'm joking. And I thought about. Oh, yeah, that's right. I would have got just that quick. Amen. On next Saturday, and may I just say thank you, Pastor, for allowing Evangelist Veronica Stanton to be of assistance. She's been helping me a good, what, now, one, two months? Two months? About two months. And um, during the course of the time that the Lord has allowed her to come and help me, in many cases, she's been my only help. Other than God. You understand? Amen. And uh, one thing I am uh, determined to be determined because this was not my choosing. I didn't want to be no pastor. I didn't sign up for it. I, I did not want it. And, and I, I, I wasn't looking for it. In fact, I was running from it. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. I, I, for years, well, Pastor, I ended up on dope and everything else because I was running from God. Because I thought if I did what he didn't want me to do, he wouldn't want me no more. <laughs> I did. The devil had me tricked. He, he had me fooled. He thought, of, he told me, that if I go back to smoking and drinking, cussing and fussing and fighting and biting and sexing and mixing and mixing and clowning and fouling and rounding and doing and screwing, oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, that, that God wouldn't want me no more. But I found out I didn't disqualify myself, bro. I further qualified myself. I added more to my resume why God would choose to use such a one as I. And one of the reasons I didn't want to pass it because I've watched pastors all my life and, and uh, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I didn't want none of it. I'd be okay, let me direct the choir, let me train the choir, let me play the music, I'll teach, I'll even preach, but don't make me pass. I've been had the, had the opportunity, like Rebecca, to tell the Lord, see, that's what I'm talking about. 
This is why I didn't want to pass. You got me out here look like I'm all by myself. But the Lord said, Amen, Veronica, and what a blessing she has been. But you know me, thank God for her. And I know she's a blessing here. I know she's an a, a asset and, and a, 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 a key component to, to what it takes to make this place work. Because she's been such a tremendous help. And on Saturday at 1 o'clock, she will be uh, bringing the word for uh, the church where I pastor. I pastor the One Quarter Church. We're located at 4369 North Tatonia every Saturday at 1 o'clock. This Saturday, Evangelist Veronica Stanton will be our speaker. And next Saturday, we're going outside. We're going to take the grill and do some, some barbecue and celebrate my 61st birthday. And I thank God. They said I would have made it. They said it would be here. On Thursday at 11 o'clock, oh. at Pastor uh, uh, Jerome. Uh, I don't know if you're out there, but you don't. I know. <laughs> that already is. Uh, he's on center. Uh, about. about is it. Uh, But they're giving away boxes of food to everybody. I want Veronica to bring you with her to what we get and you get something. I'm going to be there too at 11. But I get to pastor Jerome Smith.
Lord's pulley right there. That's right here.